You are now listening to the More or Less Podcast. We are about to insert some knowledge into your brainus. 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 Betty had a vacation from her job as a social worker for the state of New Hampshire. Barney worked for the post office. He dressed like a clown to make children laugh. Uh, it looked really, really human. The face was, was, was human. Space. Time. It shouldn't bug me, but it does. Are we recording? Yep. Okay. I mean, it shouldn't bug me, but it does. Like, like, I, like I don't want to watch them, but I can't help but watch them do it. You remember uh, <laughs> on The Love Guru when he's got the, the corn dog and he goes, uh, he goes, Blaum. Yes, Blaum. He's like, <laughs> No, he didn't do that. That's just your gay interpretation of it. I don't think I've... He didn't do that. The Blaum was totally fucking different. He was eating the corn dog, and then he looks at the everybody, and he's like, Is this a wiener? Where's Ashton Kutcher at? What, what's this movie? I, Am I being punked? Yeah, Love Guru. You've never seen Love Guru by Mike Myers? I don't... I, don't, I think I've heard of it, but I don't, I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it. It's pretty good, man. Okay, look. I live underneath of a Welcome rock. back to the More or Less Podcast. I'm Craig. J-Mac. Hell... That was a nice little Pastor twist. Dan, say now, Brother Craig. <laughs> no. No more. <laughs> We're no longer... No, out. See, no, no, or when he does the shake and bake, he's like, nope. No more. Never again. El Diablo. What What does he call him? Magic Man. Magic. What's, pu- what's El said- Diablo? <laughs> I think it's like a fighting chicken. <laughs> hey, driver. Drive these. Please be 18. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands. Put them down, Rick. But yeah, so the car drove really good today. I think I was loose on turn two. <laughs> oh my God, I love that movie. That is a good one. So I listened to uh, this past episode. You know what I forgot to bring? Hmm. Jerky. Mm. You know what I forgot to bring? Mm. That whiskey. The oh. shine. I forgot about the old shine. Yeah. Probably a good thing that you didn't bring it, honestly. I wasn't a fan of it. I'm sorry. Boonshine has a very acquiring taste that I haven't really acquired yet, but I'm drinking it, so I'm trying to get accustomed to it like I have the ales and IPAs. I, um, I've never had moonshine. Never. Yeah, I think you have in college with me. I'm, I'm sure you've probably tried it at least once. You probably don't remember. Maybe. I, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember any time that I did. But today hmm. I'm drinking Sam Adams <laughs> Summer Ale. Provided by Craig. And I'm drinking uh, Sam Adams Sam 76. The 76 batch is really good. It is pretty good. I like it. The Summer Ale, like... I mean, it reminds me of uh, Blue Moon. The Summer Ale? Kind of. I don't know. I never tried it. You never had the Summer Ale? Nope. Isn't, you guys are getting the last of my beer. Isn't the Boston Lager like their... Like best one or best seller? I think it's their most known. Or most known, one, known yeah. No, I'm okay. I don't want to I don't think I would you. like it just because Nasty. being a lager, I know it's going to be dark, so I don't think I'm going to like it. The Boston lager is pretty good, actually. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever tried it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. I don't, Interesting. I don't the Boston lager? Yeah. It's all right. I like... Uh, it's it, not my favorite. I think for me, Sam Is Adams, it a darker beer, though? It's a lager. 
I think my favorite Sam Adams is a uh, <laughs> smart my favorite my favorite Sam Adams I think is Oktoberfest. That's really good. That, that, that one actually ain't too bad. I like Oktoberfest. I like the seasonal beers. Mm-hmm. Those, Which is really interesting because you like PBR. Speaking of PBR, I bought me a twelve pack for uh, July fourth, mm-hmm. and uh, I brought it home. Bucks? Huh? Was it ten bucks? Nine forty nine for a twelve Ooh. pack. Not even ten. <laughs> and uh, so I, I went and got it, uh, came back, bought steaks. So I grilled out steaks and uh, cracked open Pat's Blue Ribbon. And Dad was like, why are you drinking that? I was like, this is America's beer. <laughs> and he laughed said, this is not America's beer. No, so that's what, not. I said, well, it is. What me. is America's beer? Is it Budweiser? Probably Budweiser, I would say. You agree? Bud I don't know. Well, I bought it too, just because red, white, blue can. Mm. Even though I think Budweiser had a, like, their red, white, blue version of their can too, I think. Mm-hmm. They usually do. A red, white, and blue of their can? Yeah, like, they, they have their same can, only instead of red and white, it's red, white, blue. Who, Budweiser? Hmm? Who? Budweiser. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, damn. I wasn't disagreeing. Oh. I said the same thing. My B. My B. Craig, where can everybody uh, listen to us? Oh, uh, you could listen to us on Spotify and or CastBox. Both are available on Apple iTunes and Google Play at the More or Less Podcast. Al? He's a ruckus. <laughs> Al, where can uh, everybody follow us? You can find us on Facebook, the More or Less page, dedicated to More or Less Podcast, as well as on Instagram, more.more.less.podcast. And you can go to Patreon. Go to patreon.com, search more or less podcast. Do not go to patreon.com forward slash more or less podcast. Al and Craig have uh, researched and found that does not work. I told you it didn't work from the beginning. (laughs) Through extensive research. I've told you from the beginning. Nope, it's not going to work. So That ain't going to work. Nope. I am man enough to admit I was wrong. This one time, though. I mean, (laughs) this is like the only time I've ever been wrong. Right. What have you been into this week? Any new drama at work? We met on Wednesday. Fucking nothing happened since four days ago. Anything can happen at any given time, man. We got a new hire at work. He's okay. He cheered up Marshall, which is cool. That's how he met his fiance, which happens to be a girl. What was you trying to imply, Al? Well, I feel bad, but I just... it's. And I, why did you look at that, me when you said that? Well... Gay Mac. More or less. I unfortunately make the assumption that all male cheerleaders are gay. Which isn't true. <laughs> you know what they say about assuming, right? Makes an ass out of you and me. I think it's assume. Assuming. Same thing that that's what you were doing. Did you say sue me? No, he said do me. No dudes? No, he was looking at you. Hey. And that's when he said, let's get it all. <laughs> I'm so not a raper. <laughs> Um. No, but he's cool. And then they they brought a, a new uh, manager down the road from us. He's a douche. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't I thought your work had a new hire too? Mm-mm. Yeah, you mentioned a new guy that you said was the shit. No. I guess I was wrong then. No, we don't have any new hires. Do you have a new person you're working with? Nope. 
I thought there was something new in I his heard work. It. That's what I thought. Mm-mm. Well, I guess I was wrong again. Fuck. Two times I was wrong. Mac Law, mom, let's just flush that shit right down the toilet. This, it's Mac Theory now. It hasn't withstood the test of time. That's true. To come along. Yeah, so Mac Theory. Okay. <laughs> all right. I like that. That's all right. Mac Theory. <laughs> it's no longer Mac Law. No. No. Nope. Never again. <laughs> Mac Theory is a mystery. <laughs> mystery? Mm-hmm. You got to... I don't know how to bounce it into that one. Boing, <laughs> There you go. Oh, my God. So, today, our topic... Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently. It's going to be a two-part... Maybe. I, I wouldn't call it a series. Maybe. I feel like this is just going to be one episode. Really? Yeah. Why's that? I feel like nobody has enough information. Do you have a lot? I have a lot. I have a lot. I feel like I do. We'll see. I mean, now, of course, the way today's going, my theory is that I feel like I have a lot. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I mean, it hasn't been put through the test yet, so we're just going to test this theory as we, it goes. We think there's a lot. J-Mac's theory is J-Mac has enough we'll information see. If you, to if do If you've made it this episode. far, maybe you'll listen a little bit longer and make it to the end of this episode or I mean, the look. next episode as well. Hey, look, look, look. Oh. He's so proud of himself. He took some notes. What have I not? Besides the first two episodes I was on, Happy man. little J-Mac. You know, look, just because I'm white. All right, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I am not a Moor. Doesn't mm. mean... I really don't even know where I was going with that, honestly. Why should I be white? I don't know. Well, Why can't it be black? Well, I'm white. I'm not black. I, I use that as like a segue to mine, but I don't want to go first because I'm afraid I don't have enough. Go ahead. I'll, I will go first then. Okay. So we can test this theory as we go. All right. Test so, the waters. Come on in, boys. <laughs> come on in, boys. Fine. The water is fine. <laughs> All right. So my unsolved... We haven't, we, we haven't discussed what it is. We just said, bounce into action. It's a little different. We're doing unsolved mysteries of the U.S. Well, not really, well, not necessarily the not U.S. Just but US. unsolved mysteries, yeah, anywhere. Um, so it's going to be we're we're Excuse hoping me. to have it <laughs> might might have it a two part. You know, I don't think so. Let's hear Peace. from our, our listeners. If you made it this far, go on our Facebook and comment. Let us know if you think that we'll make it to two episodes <laughs> or not. All right. So by the way, I I'm have scheming. lost the starvation contest. Did you? Actually, it's called To the Death, not oh. the Starvation Contest. So, so, let's assume Craig dies in like the next 50 years. So, by about 70, or excuse me, about 80 years old when Craig dies, yeah. if I'm still alive, I've won. How? Oh, if, you know, if, if he dies first, okay. I have won. People okay. born in September normally make it to 100 years old, I'm just saying, so... He's got a long life ahead of him. Battle to the death. Hey, <laughs> Place your bets. <laughs> I'm going to just push you in front of a train. Hashtag go back. Okay. What? Before we oh. before we get into mine, don't forget our sponsor, Craig. Me. Alrighty. The so. World of Beer in Easton, Columbus is our sponsor. Oh. Did you say me? Yeah. <laughs> Our sponsor, me. I mean, I've me. paid for some of my stuff. I sponsor this show. 
<laughs> All right, so my, also the world we are thinking. My you. unsolved mystery is a person that was born in the U.S. but died. The mystery was overseas. What was what was that game called where you pick a character and then you have to a- ask those questions? Clue. Twenty one questions. Clue. Clue. No. Is that how we're approaching this, J Mac? Are we playing Clue where we have to? It's not Clue's Clue. No, I'm, I'm just kind of leading up to it, man. Clue is the fucking game where you guess somebody who murdered somebody yeah, else. But in the no, house. no, it's the oh. one. It's you have those faces on the cards guess and you lay who? down. You ask a question. Who? Oh, guess who? Guess who? Uh, okay. Don't mind the ruckus in the back. It's a dog with an antler. All right. So my mystery going hit is Natalie Holloway. Hmm. Natalie Holloway. Ah, oh, yes. Natalie Holloway. Yep. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that girl. Right. right. So, good guess, Al. Right. She's that girl. So, real quick, she... Uh, Excuse me. She... A real quick summary. Um, she went on a trip overseas on the night... Or the, the day before her last day there, she disappeared and her body is yet to be found. Hmm. So... Where was she when... I'll tell you what, we'll just listen for the facts here and develop our theories. All right, so now I'm, I kind of skimmed through my notes real quick, and I think I know where I'm going to end this first part. Okay. Okay, so... End this first part? Or end my... my Go all the way through. We're going to get through all of it. As, so, the way that we, we got it laid out, the first person does their whole thing, and then we discuss it a little bit. Second person starts it, and then like halfway through, carry on to the next episode. Maybe. If we, if we have enough. And then finishes on the next episode, and then the last person finishes there. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So we'll go through the entire ordeal, theories, okay. what have you. Okay. All right. So Natalie, she was born October 21st, 1986. She disappeared May 30th, 2005. Okay. So this is fairly recent within the last right. 15 years. Yep. Um, she was declared dead, absent, dead, uh, January 12th of 2012. So, how so there, long does somebody have to be missing before they're... I'm getting in... I, I got... I got oh, how too. long someone has to be gone mm-hmm. before they're... Okay. Yeah. All right. So, shut up. She was mm-hmm. 5'4", 110 pounds, blonde hair, green eyes, very pretty girl. Uh, she was... She had a... Uh, or she was the oldest of two children. She was born in Clinton... Mississippi. Now, mm. I almost went on a limb with that. Clinton Killing Club. She's born in Clinton, Mississippi. Oh. Named Clinton. Quite the reach. Very long reach. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's possible. I guess. All right. Uh, now, her parents, they did a divorce in 1993. <clears throat> um, her and their younger brother uh, was just raised by their mother. Dad left. And her dad left and was gone for a long time until years and years later. He kind of comes back into the loop. Uh, her mom's name was Elizabeth Holloway, a.k.a. Beth. So I'm just going to call her Beth from the, this point forward. Um, in 2000, her mom married a guy named George Twitty, but his nickname was called Jug. Jug? Yeah. I don't, I don't know why they call you him don't Jug. Know why I, mm-hmm. I didn't really look that far in, in Jug. Jug. But he was uh, a businessman in Alabama, um, so after the marriage, they moved to Brook, Alabama, which is where Natalie graduated from Mountain Brook High School, which was located in Birmingham. 
Now, she did graduate with honors. Uh, she was part of the dance squad and all kinds of other shit. So she was very active in her school. Now, she did um, she did receive a full academic scholarship to the University of Alabama. Oh. Yep. Uh, Roll Yeah, she was going to major in pre-med. Um, of course, that never got to happen. Um her bio- biological dad, her, her, or which his name is Dave, uh, he was an insurance agent for State Farm, um, and her mom just kind of worked for the school school system. Um, so that's just kind of like her backstory childhood going to the trip. So after that, or after she, she graduates, her and 124 other kids takes a senior trip to Aruba. Now, Jamaica. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you even know the salt words? Yeah. Bahama. Go ahead, Bahama, sing it. Pretty mama. I don't know all of them, but I know some of them. That's it. Jamaica, Aruba, come on, pretty mama. Do you know the words? No, I don't. I'll admit it. So, anyways. <clears throat> now, one thing about this trip, it wasn't an actual official official like senior beach week trip like we done I never did that oh maybe maybe not then all right so this this was a five day uh trip and it was her and like 124 uh i call them classmates Mm -hmm. i didn't know for sure it was exactly if it was all from the same high school which i'm sure it was but they had seven um chaperones if that's what you want to call them Oh, like teachers went? Well, it didn't say if it was actually parents. teachers, parents, if it was a mixture of both. It, it didn't really say. It um, probably wouldn't be teachers since it's not an official school visit. Yeah, it was just parents. That's true. Yeah, so pr- probably just parents. Um, now, they they were supposed to meet with the students every single day at some point throughout the day to make sure everybody was safe. Do like a roll call and, and okay. type of deal? Basically, yeah. Now, it didn't say if it was going to be in the morning, lunch. It, it, it didn't really say. But at some point throughout the day, they, like, one person had you know, a certain amount of kids to look look over, check, and all that good shit. <coughs> a person named Jody Beerman, um, they, or she, organized and planned the whole trip. But she told them, she told the, I'm going to say parents now, uh, that they did not have to keep up with the students at, at all times. So if you didn't have now, to... Who told them this? Jody Beerman, which is the girl that organized and planned the whole trip. Hmm. Was she a student? No. Oh, okay. No. So um, now these students were known to party very hard, very loud, very um, rowdy. They stayed at a Holiday Inn. Now these kids were so bad that the hotel said that if they's gonna come back next year, not to come back to that that hotel, oh, they like they destroyed the entire hotel. Yeah, most fucking teenagers are assholes. Yeah. Um. Now Natalie, she was known to be the heaviest drinker. Now some students said that it was very bad. She woke up every morning and drank two or three cocktails every single morning before she, she even ate breakfast. And she'd be so so hungover, so drunk already the next morning that she wouldn't um, eat breakfast with any of the uh, her little uh, group. Mm-hmm. So um, fast forward a little bit later, 
Um, she was last seen May 30th at 1.30 uh, a.m. And she was leaving a nightclub called Carlos and Charlie's. And uh, they said that she left with a 17-year-old man, a Dutch man, uh, named Joran van der Sloot. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I just call him Joran. Uh, now, he also was a honor student and was going to attend the International School of Aruba. Um, That's on this, what he says. So he says. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Um, now, that same night when Natalie left with him, he also had two of his best friends was with him, too, when she got into the car and uh, left with him that night. So... That was a Sunday or Saturday, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, Monday, she was scheduled to fly back home on that Monday. Well, she missed her flight. So when she, yeah. So when she missed her flight, that's where everybody starts to freak the fuck out. Now, even though she was a heavy drinker, from what I've read, she was very on time, precise, and organized. And when she's going to do something, she's going to do it on time. She's never late. She don't miss anything. So. Once her mom and stepdad found out that she missed her flight, they immediately fly to Aruba. And they actually flew on a private jet. I don't know whose jet this was. So they have money. Probably. I'm going to assume it's probably her stepdad's jet. So within four hours of her mom and stepdad landing in Aruba, um, the police already found out the name and the address. I'm sorry, the address of Duran. Um, his full name uh, was given to Beth, which is her mom, and the night manager at the Holiday Inn. The, or I'm sorry, the night manager at the Holiday Inn gave uh, police and Beth, her mom, his address. The manager knew who who this guy was. It's like, I guess on videotape they saw him. It's like, hey, I know exactly where where this guy lives. So of course, so they go to his house. They find him. Um, he states that he dropped her off at the hotel around 2 a.m. Um, now, he said that she wanted to go to this beach and look for sharks. Look for sharks? Yeah, like sightseeing for sharks. Now, I don't know how you're going to see a shark at 2, two o'clock in the fucking morning. <clears throat> That's weird. Yeah. So She's drunk, so, I mean. Still. Yeah, long walks on the beach at night. Let's go, yeah, look at let's go see some sharks. I mean... At 2 in the morning, that doesn't make sense. Ah, fuck, I don't know. That's weird. Well, I have a I have a hard time to believe in the time. She she gets into a car at one one thirty in the morning. They drive to a beach, look for sharks, drive back in 30 minutes. Right. I find that kind of hard to believe about the time frame. So he said that when, when he went to drop her off, she actually fell out of the car. Um, so then he got out to help her up and walk her into the hotel. According to him... Is that on camera? I'm getting there. According to him, she refused his help to get off the ground into the actual hotel. Allegedly. So once she refused help, he just got back in the car with his friends. They uh, bounce and leave. So I guess they're just going to leave her out there drunk. Supposedly. Um... Now, but now he also said that after they left, he happened to look back at her and saw a black guy wearing dark clothing approached her 
and grabbed her in the dark. So, how can you see anybody at 2 o'clock in the morning, especially if they're wearing dark clothing? Unless mm-hmm. there was, like, light right. shining down. But, I don't know. I kind of find that hard, hard to believe. Um, so, then, like, they had a search and rescue started um, the very next day. They had hundreds of the very next day that her parents got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundreds of uh, people from Aruba they volunteered to help help out with it, and then they brought in fifty Dutch Marines uh, to help to and search all along the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, they provided Beth, which was her mom, um, housing at the Holiday Inn for as long as she wanted to until the search was over. Her mom requested to stay in the same room that she <clears throat> that she uh, stayed in. Mm-hmm. Of course, nothing was found in her room. Um, which there's some weird stuff about that too, but I'll I'll get into that, that later. Um, there was a few reports that that was made that Natalie did not appear on any of the nighttime camera footage in or outside the uh, hotel. So if you drop her off at the hotel, there should have been video of her laying outside, right? Or or of a car driving I imagine. Away. You would think, right? Um, but they said that that night the videos did not work. Or the, the cameras did, did not work that one night. Maybe. What the fuck? May, maybe not. Um, in April 2006, her mom made a statement saying that, oh yeah, she, her mom was the one that said that the cameras was not working that that night. Um, that doesn't make sense. So then um, a policeman uh, also said right after her, her mom said that, um, that Natalie didn't have to go through the lobby to get to her, to her room. She didn't? She did not have to. Did they have the cameras outside, though? Yeah, the, yeah, but it wouldn't have mattered. The camera would have needed to be by the door where she came in. So, I mean, I guess I've been <coughs> in a hotel before. There's usually like a back door that you can walk into. But you still have a camera somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. You would think. But if, if they didn't work, they, they didn't work. So on June 5th of 2005, the uh, Aruba police, they arrested a guy named Nick John and Abraham Jones, which both were uh, guards um, at the hotel. Now, thing with Aruba, you can arrest anybody on suspicion. You don't have to have <laughs> facts and evidence to arrest somebody. So if they have the slightest suspicion you've done something, they can go ahead and, oh, wow. and arrest you. So there was a lot of arrests made just based off of that. Um of course, they, they were arrested for the suspicion of murdering her and, and all that because they were known to drive around hotels and pick up random women. That's what those two guys were known for. Mm. So they were they assumed that one of those two guys was the guard that picked her up that night. Yeah, they traf- after they, they're they sex trafficking her. Right. She was fucking sold into it, probably from the manager of the hotel because he deleted the video and said that it didn't work. And that's what happened. The guy Jurgen was hooked up with him. He said, "Hey, there's this girl down here. She's drink." Jurgen picked her up, took her down. Jurgen, yeah, whatever his name is. <laughs> Fucking, she got kidnapped. Old Jurgen. I mean, it. that's. I mean, that's kind of one of my theories that that I had. Um, that's what happened. Probably. So then they said that the pressure from her family caused the police to stop the surveillance of Duran, which is the guy that picked oh, her up. Excuse me, Duran. 
not Jurgen. Or Jurgen. Close. <laughs> you were close. Uh, which is the guy that picked her up from the nightclub. They uh, stopped the, the surveillance of him and his friends' phones and the emails. Um, because they just wanted... Her family said, quit doing that. Just go ahead and make an arrest on him. Mm-hmm. Since him and his friends was the last ones, you know, that... that uh, known of or you know knew wh- where she was so um <clears throat> david cruz which is an aruba minister of justice he falsely stated that natalie was dead on june 11th of 2005 so after everybody approached him on like how he knew and all that then he turns around and says oh well i was just uh misinformed what i'm like well how are you misinformed and he's like, well, other people told me that she was dead and her, uh, her, her body was found. So then they're like, okay, well, where's her body at? And he's like, well, I mean, I don't know. Okay, if someone tells you that a body was found, your very next question is going to be where, right? I mean, I would. Where, like, where the fuck's her body at? So I, I, I don't know. So some time goes on. Um, multiple people are arrested um, over the same shit. I mean, there's so many names that you can never keep track um duran's father or jurgen's father was he was also detained and arrested on june 22nd but jurgen's father was released on june 26th um so he spent four days in jail yeah um let me see i don't know why they arrested him it never really said i don't I don't know if he helped Jurgen to go there. I I, I don't know. Um, Jurgen stated that he did not harm her, but left her on the beach. Oh, now now oh, he left her a on the beach. Story. Right. So now the story's changed about three or four times. So originally he dropped her off at the hotel, but now this time he left her at the beach. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. After that, another statement was made that Jurgen's friends was actually trying to screw over Jurgen by saying that Jurgen sent a text message um, to his friends about where to drop the body off at. But when they went to go and do the surveillance of the text messages, none of those texts were actually found. So kind of like Tom Brady, you send a text and you destroy your phone. Kind of what I feel like happened yeah. here with that. I don't know. Maybe he, he didn't even send a text. Who the fuck knows? Uh, a guy named Jeffrey, uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. So Dahmer. I'm not going to go there. Huh? Dahmer. Spell it. C-R-O-M-V-O-I-R-T. Cromvert. Cromvert. Okay. Cromvert. He, he was arrested on April 15th, 2006 uh, for dealing with narcotics, which may have been related to Natalie going missing. There's your roofie. Told you. Right, and I, I know where you're going with it, and I think you and me are going to be on the same page with this one. So his first uh, uh, court appearance, he his sentence, which I don't, it never did say exactly what his sentence was, but his sentence was uh, extended by eight days. But, but but he was released on April 25th. So he was only in jail for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. So then on May 17, 2006, Guido, um, Guido. Or Guido, he uh, he was detained and questioned for six days. Um, and then he, he was 
um, arrested for assistance of killing her. Uh, which he was one of the friends uh, mm-hmm. that was in in the car. So Jurgen and his friends was then rearrested on November twenty first, two thousand seven, for the suspicion of manslaughter on her. Now, but Jurgen was detained by Dutch police in the Netherlands, but his friends was detained in Aruba. Later on, Jurgen returned to Aruba. Is Aruba owned by the Netherlands? I don't know. When I looked at Aruba, it says that it was in the Caribbean. Yeah. So. But they have a couple of different islands. It's a Dutch colony. Oh, it is Dutch. Oh, Dutch colony. Okay. Yeah, they're almost, uh, they're only like, the more South America, it is in a group, they're an island, but they're only 30 miles from like Venezuela, I think it is. Okay. Hmm. They're just off the coast of the top of South America. Oh, okay. I got you. The more you know. So, shortly after that, Dave, which is her dad, requested a new search. Is it her dad or her stepdad? Dave is is actually her real dad. Okay. Not not Jug. Jug is her is her stepdad. Dave is the real dad. Now he requested a new search because the original search was only like three hundred square miles around the hotel. Mm-hmm. Well he wanted a new <clears throat> search to go farther than that. So they they went and done that and then and they also got a vessel called Persistence. Um, but that vessel was actually abandoned due to the lack of funds. Hmm. I'm just curious if they had an insurance policy on her and the parents actually killed her off. I thought about that real briefly, but I I don't think from what I read there's not enough evidence to really show for that to be, actually be able to back that up. The mm-hmm. drug in her thing, I can I can jump on board with that one. It's possible. Young, pretty blonde. And they drug, drug her. her up. She gone. She gone. But anyways, uh, so of course that her dad ship... tried to pull a uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> I don't I know who. Huh? I don't know who you are, but I will find you, <laughs> and I will kill you. So like, like I said, that skills. It it was been due to the lack of funds. End of February two thousand eight because nothing was found. Um, on November 30th, a judge released Jurgen and his friends <laughs> on December 7th uh, due to the lack of evidence uh, to tie them into Natalie disappearing. So on December 18th, uh, a prosecutor officially declared the what case closed. What year is closed. this? Oh. 2006 or 2000? 2006, sorry. Yeah. Um, officially declared the case closed and that no charges would ever be made to Jurgen or his friends. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. Uh, the prosecutor stated that the only way that any of those guys could be arrested is if her body turned up with one of them in their house, home, or anything like that. Like they actually had to see the body. There's never been enough evidence to tie him, aka Jurgen, or his friends to her actually missing or dying. I mean, hell, she could still still be mm. alive. We don't no, know. Probably not now. Well, probably not. So now on January 31st, 2008, a Dutch crime reporter claimed that he actually solved the case and that he would broadcast it on Dutch. Did he get killed? TV. Not that I know of. Okay. Um, so on February 1st, Jurgen heard about this guy was going to broadcast the solved case or solved case on mm-hmm. TV. So Jurgen came out and confessed regarding 
her disappearance. So everybody's like, okay, fine. There's now, well, now, now, I know. Hold on. It just raises even more questions. <laughs> but okay. right after he said that, he was like, no, I still deny everything. I'm just telling you what everybody wants to hear. So he knows everybody believes that it's him. So he's just going to come out, con- confess to it, and get it done and over with. But right after he does that, then he's like, but I really didn't do anything. What the fuck? So I think... We'll we'll get with that later. Um, so after he said that, the broadcast did go ahead and air on February third, two thousand eight. And during that broadcast, it did include video footage and hidden microphones and cameras in the vehicle that Jurgen drove off in with Natalie. Wait, what? Yeah. Now, how they got there, I don't know. That's the whole loop in the story that I can't figure out. That I have went back and read and read and read and say cannot... it one more time. They had security, like there secret was... cameras and hidden mics in the fucking car. Yeah, with Natalie and Jurgen. I just that doesn't even make any sense. To I know me. that that's why it took me so long to study for this because I was trying to find who the hell put it there and why. Who? So who had it there? Was it the police? Was it... I don't know. That's why I can't figure it out. What the fuck? That's why it took me so long to maybe, do this because... Maybe it was Jurgen, and he he took... What'd he do? As like souvenirs. What if he took like... Oh, he's a serial killer? I mean, it could Long be a reach. Long reach. Might be a serial killer. I mean, I think but. Wasn't you or Alex said that you like you have to kill like certain many before you're labeled as a serial? Three victims. Three. Like it's like three victims within like a certain time frame. Three months or more. Okay. So now there was a lady named Stephanie. Um, Stephanie Ramirez. She was 21. She went reported missing in Peru on May 30th, 2010, which was five years after. Natalie. Mm. Now, they did find her body three days later, um, which was in a hotel room registered under Jurgen's name. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, he was arrested in Chile um, for murder of her. Now, it's claimed that he lost his temper on Stephanie in the hotel room because she went and got on his computer without asking him and found evidence to leak or link him to killing Natalie. Who said that? Who 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 alleged that that was why he killed her? The police, after research and stuff, when he told the police that he lost his t- temper on her because she found evidence to killing Natalie. Hmm. But no one ever here. And here, here's what's where no one even looked at his computer. Police or nobody even went to to go look. So, sounds yeah, like Aruba weird. has shitty police, huh? Sounds like Aruba has shitty police. Yeah. So, back to the uh, broadcast. Um, during the broadcast, like I said, the hidden cameras and all that shit, it showed Jurgen was uh, smoking weed while he was driving, um, and he claimed, like he he made a call to one of his friends, and. I guess when they went on on the beach to go look for sharks, she started to shake really, really bad. 
and she just like went blacked out like a seizure kinda and he was trying to revive her but she ended up dying what the fuck who Natalie yeah so when he gets questioned after the broadcast he denies what he said because he was under the influence of weed so what he said probably wasn't even true and they pretty much just left it at that and they're like yeah, true. If you're under the influence of drugs, you're not really going to know what you're doing or saying. What the and fuck? I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, really? I mean, you can just kill somebody and say, oh, I was on uh, Coke. Obviously. Just rule it out. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, you're fine then. Just go ahead. Carry on. I don't know. Uh, but... Now, June 2011, which is six years after she disappeared, she was declared dead by her dad. Now, you asked how you can be declared dead by absent. You have to go through a lot of paperwork. Really? And it's got to be at least five years of her going missing, no evidence, no anything to tie back to her. And so he has to go through all this paperwork, which has to have... I forget how many it was, but a certain amount of people witnessing him filling the paperwork out correctly then has to be signed off by three or four four people to say that it was legal. Um, now, what's crazy is after he after that, you know, she was she was declared dead. Is either in 2015 or 2017, um, bones was found on the same beach of a jaw and I think I think an arm. Oh, they shit. knew that it, it was a young woman, but there was no enough evidence on the bone to declare who it huh. who it actually was. They but they do, do know no that teeth, so they couldn't do an analysis. Right. It was just the lower jaw, but no uh, teeth. Hmm. So they just know that it was of a young woman. Just don't know who this, the, you never this, know. He could have fucking was. could be somebody from the ocean. Could be, or he could have buried her right there. Killed or buried her on the beach. Very well, unlikely. see now, in part of when he was allegedly under the influence of weed, that when he called his friend and told his friend what happened, <clears throat> he said, "We'll just get her body, drive her body home, and bury her body at your house." Jeez. So when they went to to his house, they couldn't find any signs of, you know, anything in the yard or mm. anything to show where her her body was was buried at. Fuck. So even to this day, no one still knows. I would say that that I mean, fourteen Jurgen years killed later, Jurgen killed her. I think that it's so weird because you hear these cases now, and you're I like, I don't think so. And I think it's pretty. You don't think that? I think it's pretty cut and Jurgen dry. Killed he her. killed her. I think it was the uh, the hotel manager and all this sh- shit set up. I don't know. He might have killed her. I don't know. See, I kind of thought about that too. Like the the uh, manager at night. It was like if this was a movie, it all would tie to Jurgen. Yeah. But in reality, it was also, but it was the nighttime manager at the Holiday Inn. It's like, who uh, who would have thought about that? Yeah, I would. Based on everything you've just told us, I would assume that Jurgen killed her. He. Ah, fuck. He might have buried her on the beach. He could have just thrown her ass into the ocean. I mean, there were sharks out there at two a.m. Remember? Yeah, I mean. She gone. I mean, I, that's what I think. I think he might have threw her into the ocean. Shark, shark ate the shark fuck out bait. of her. Ah, ha, ha. Or, uh-huh. 
What do the what do the listeners think happened? You know, comment down below what you think may have actually occurred. Comment down below. On Castbox, <clears throat> you can. Excuse me. Or Facebook. On and, Facebook, you can. And the gram. And the gram, you can. Comment and let us know what you think. I think Jurgen killed her. That's that's what I think. I don't know. The world may never know. Probably won't ever know. I mean, 14 years later? No. Craig, what did you do? What'd you do? I did Black Dahlia. So, it was... <laughs> I guess I'll go. Um, January 15th of 1947. I didn't study oh. anything, so... Huh? Hmm? A woman by the name of Betty... I'm not sure if it's Bersinger or Bersinger. How's it spelled? B-E-R-S-I-N-G-E-R. Bersinger. Probably Bersinger. Probably. Uh, she was walking through Lemert Park in L.A. And she stumbled what upon... What year was this? Huh? 1947. Okay. 47. She stumbled upon a body. 37. Um, 47. 30. 40. 30. 30. 1947. It's like a four-year-old says three. Free. 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 She, so she found the body and she actually originally thought that it was just like some mannequin because it was completely drained of blood and it was washed so it, it was clean. It was, it was like nothing. Real white, pale. and Yep, she was, she was really, really porcelain. Probably stiff too, right? Was the body real stiff? It was positioned. <coughs> it was put into a seductive you say more position. or less rigor mortis oh rigor mortis but okay. so so she thought that it was a mannequin that had just been separated so when she came up on the body there were two halves the top half and the bottom half um hmm. the face was slashed from ear to ear across the mouth um so naturally she called LAPD like literally from ear yes to ear yeah, like, uh, you remember that guy from Sons of Anarchy? You remember the Joker. Yeah, the Joker. Okay. It's So in, in Scotland, that's a Glasgow grin. Okay. And they basically cut you ear to ear. Um, so they they called in LAPD. Now, the captain of police by the name of John Donahoe, he was assigned to it, and he brought on two senior detectives for the case, um, Detective Sergeant Harry Hansen and Detective Finnis Brown. Now, by the time the two detectives... The two detectives got to the scene. There was already reporters everywhere and civilians just walking around everywhere. There wasn't a real um, crime scene like perimeter set. So pretty much like with a lot of people around. Yeah, that, broad, that's what it said. It was teeming, teeming with civilians and reporters. So there was a bunch of people already there walking around. Now, they weren't huh. right at the body because officers were there with... Like, now, at this point, did it say about how long they thought the body was there? No, nothing yet. Okay. Um, Hanson was pissed. Cause Who's Hanson? He was the senior Hansen detective. Gradle. Jim Hanson, puppet Hansen. master. Harry Hanson, hmm. detective sergeant. He was pissed that the onlookers were there, and he believed that they were tampering with possible evidence that they could be looking into. Um, so he immediately requested that more officers come in and clear the area. Set up a wider perimeter so everybody can, you know, they can really do their job and do their due diligence. Now, while the detectives were investigating the crime scene, the woman's body was transported to 
the L.A. County morgue. So, the body was laid in a position. It was cut in half, like, right up, I mean, really right at the pelvis. Okay? And her, she was disemboweled and everything, and her guts were tucked up underneath her. So, it looked really, really clean. Um, her, her arms were set in a position in behind her head with, with her elbows bent. Like, so wait a minute, was her body laying on top of her guts? No, no, no. She was just separated. There was about 10 inches between the top half and lower but half. But they tucked all the guts. Whoever it was tucked them underneath okay. her. Okay. And she was laying with her hands above her head, kind of bent like, like she's kicked back, relaxing. And her legs were laid out spread. It was like a seductive pose is the best way that I could describe it. So, like I said, she was taken to the county morgue. Um, now, the LAPD <clears throat> wanted to identify this woman as soon as possible. So, they lifted her fingerprints and uh, needed to get them sent to FBI headquarters in D.C. Now, the problem was it's January. So, <clears throat> so there's severe winter weather advisories all across the U.S. at this time. Um, the storms at that time had potential to delay the ID request up to a week. Now, for something like this, that's way too much time. Um, you know, you guys know, you're familiar with the show, First 48. Yeah. So, I gotta catch my breath. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, my heart is sitting here fucking racing so bad. So, they didn't know, they didn't really know what to do with, you know, the fingerprints that they had lifted. So, a guy by the name of Warden Woolard, Warden Woolard, he was the assisting editor at the Herald Express. He was willing to help the LAPD. Um, and it doesn't really say what he did for them, but the newspaper recently purchased a new technology called a sound photo. Now, or it's a sound photo machine. Woolard believed that he could use the sound photo equipment to send the woman's fingerprints to the FBI. When Woolard spoke with the LAPD Captain Jack Donahoe about the idea, obviously Donahoe was like, yeah, let's go for it. And he immediately, you know, got everything set in motion to do that. Now, when the fingerprints were first sent to the FBI, they couldn't be read. They were too small. They were, um, I don't know if they had the, the uh, receiving equipment. Um, so... Russ Lapp, a Herald Express photographer, he suggested that they reverse the lab process and use the prints as negatives. That way they're, they're, they're white instead of black. And then he said to blow them up to an 8x10. So you're looking something like, you know, like the size of a football for the fingerprints. Um, and that made them large enough for the FBI specialists to clearly read. Because I would say back then, back 1947, you didn't have computer software to just run prints through a system to where you get through thousands and thousands of prints before it pings that it matches one. Back then, you had people looking at them, right? So now that the the prints are readable, the FBI identified the victim as a 22-year-old woman named Elizabeth Short. Um as far as they knew, she resided in Santa Barbara and had worked as a clerk at a place called Camp Cook. Um, now, while the FBI was IDing her, uh, her body was being examined at the coroner's office. Now, the autopsy revealed 
multiple lacerations to her face and head. Now, there there wasn't any sperm or anything found on her, obviously, because, like I mentioned before, the body had been Do you been think washed. they really look for that shit, though, in the 40s? I'd say they look for sperm or something. Dude, I don't even know if they thought a sperm was a thing in the 40s. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like a... Like a uh, uh, what is it, like a way to catch somebody? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, well, they didn't I'm start sure, using DNA. Pretty sure we knew what sperm was for millennia. They didn't start using fucking DNA until like the 70s. Yeah, the that's when DNA they can analyze testing. it a little bit so, differently. So you can't technically analyze sperm. So looking for fucking... I mean, you could walk up there and be like, yep, she was raped. Well, a lot of times with rape... <laughs> that's all you well, can do. What are you going to do? You can't analyze fucking... Ah, oh, this guy. Well, a lot of times with rape, you'd have, like, tears in the vaginal wall. Okay. So they would, you know... But why were they looking for sperm? Fuck, I don't know. Well, I mean... Could... They might have used it back in 1947. You're, you're... Ah. Male. 28. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Is there... I mean, I'm sure there is now a testing of sperm to yeah. determine who it was. Yeah. Was that no, technology they the available... DNA. Back in the 40s, though. No. So then, why are we talking about sperm? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was in the notes. So the, there was no sperm present, obviously because the killer had washed the body. Okay, so even if he did sperm on her. So, okay, so wait a minute, hold on. So is this going to Why don't like... we just assume they did test sperm? Okay, wait Let's a minute. throw Craig's one, idea out the window and assume they did one test One last question. Are they thinking that somebody killed her, fucked her, and jizzed on her? And so then they was going to look for sperm on her body? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't around back then. This, I'm just, this is just straight facts. I can't tell you what they were thinking. Okay. I, I guess the sperm train is the train I can't really jump on right now and follow. Why? Okay, anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. So there wasn't sperm. No sperm. She was washed <laughs> clean. Okay, so no sperm. No sperm. We don't okay. know what they were looking for it for, but they were looking for it. Something they didn't that find was, it. Something that was actually really interesting about it, there was a bunch of, there were numerous cuts in a crisscross pattern oh on her pubic area. So they somebody was doing like crisscrosses throughout her pubic region. Um, and her pubic hair had been removed by hand. How, so, how does someone know that? They, they looked at it. Back then, women had the bush. It was the 40s. No, no, no. no. Saying, how did they know that her hair was oh, it was probably by hand? Not, not like plucked, but like <laughs> hands... Oh, okay. That's, that's what I thought you meant, like, plucked out. like <laughs> One at a time. What the fuck, man? This guy really <laughs> like, took his time with <laughs> this holy one. Holy fuck. He talked this all out. Jeez. Yeah, so, so, um, what if that really did happen, though? It could have been. But something that's really weird is most of the damage seemed to have been done post-mortem. So after she died was when a lot of this had been done. It's Kemper. So it would, like... Okay, so if someone plucked her pubic hair out... After her death, how long does the hair stay there before it just, like, falls out? You actually continue to grow hair after you die. Uh, like, if they so exhume that's actually, bodies... that's a myth. It doesn't grow. You're, you're, you shrivel up like a prune, so your hair seems to grow. When really you're still pushing your... shit out because you have minerals and shit. You still grow. So... Google it, bitch. For how long, though? I mean, at some point in time, it stops. Tens and <laughs> and tens okay. of hours. Okay. So, um, the biggest thing that they didn't understand was why she was cut in half, right? Now, For the official the official cause of death 
was what they put in there due to hemorrhage and shock, due to concussion of the brain and lacerations of the face. Hmm. Now, at this point, we will we will end part one of our unsolved mysteries. Tune in, and we'll pick up right where we left off. You could listen to us on Spotify, more or less podcasts, and or CastBox, more or less podcasts. Both are available on Google Play and Apple iTunes. Ow. And you can find us on Instagram at more.or.list.podcast, as well as on Facebook at the More or Less page. And patreon.com. Search for More or Less Podcast. Forward slash More or Less Podcast. <laughs> Type in. Forward patreon.com forward slash More or Less Podcast. <laughs> I have fucked that up for a long time. So, And don't forget our sponsor, Craig. World of Beer. And myself. <laughs> so stay we tuned. We now have Craig as a sponsor. <laughs> um, that was part one of the... Unsolved Mysteries. More or less. <laughs>